in the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race of orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. Technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world as global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called shadow runners. The year is 2102. Welcome to Fun City. Previously on Fun City, the team learns that the siege of the Chaz kicked off under suspicious circumstances and tracks down the gun of Miko Jurdovich, the Lone Star agent who fired the first shot killing a striking NYPD officer. They learn the gun is at Hector's turn and burn while visiting the PBA alongside Mayor Uncle Pat Cardulo, who reveals Knight Errant will be awarded the city's policing contract and Evo will pay the bill for the criminal justice system's health care. Mayor Pat wants Vern to take over as police commissioner. The team installs Artemis on Amos, the massive Chaz server array, and asks a newly capable version of her to find something, anything, linking the data on Miko's gun, the last line money pit account, and associated accretion blockchain. It will take her several days to reach any conclusions. She goes silent while the team follows some leads and battles Knight Errant in Bryant Park. Upon returning to the Mrs. Egg, the team is greeted over spaghetti breakfast by Artemis, confused about what is and isn't in the team's shopping cart. Thistle calls and says there's been a problem. We join the team now as they arrive at the server room of the Carnegie Hill Autonomous Zone. You walk into the server room and Odina and Thistle are already in there and they're talking to one another. Uh, they are wearing like gardening clothes uh, like they're wearing coveralls Odin is wearing this blue and white striped uh, like coverall setup and Thistle is wearing this black corduroy like work suit uh, that has a big Chaz logo embroidered in red on the back the uh, the tree that grows up through the stone through the rock and you can see there's like a pile of stuff on the ground to the left, leaning up against the wall. When you get in, it's like some bags of dirt, some trowels, some buckets, a backpack, uh, and they're talking excitedly to one another. And I think um, the first thing that you might notice when you get into the server room is that it's quieter than you have heard it in the past. Still very cold, but it's not as loud, like there aren't as many fans running. There's not as much machinery going. If you look out to your right, down uh, the rows and rows of stacks of servers that are there, there aren't as many lights that are on. Uh, a bunch of the stacks that you had previously seen, maybe blinking blue and green, there are also all of these like uh, white LED light panels in the ceiling and some in the floor. A lot of those are all off and it's dark. And some of the stacks that you see are even glowing this dull red or orange. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like stuff is off, that certain things have been turned off. If I was to look at, you know, the server in the Matrix, 
Before it was like a giant concert hall, what would I see? You can tell that there is a significant reduction in the amount of, in the number of online devices. Uh, that like, if you want to use the metaphor of the concert hall versus the jazz club or, you know, versus whatever, this, if Artemis were to attempt to render the amount of power that's currently here, it's going to be like undergrad rehearsal room. <laughs> Single upright piano in an overlit closet. Viv is sort of fluffing her clothes as she walks into the server room. Did it really have to be spaghetti? You know, Viv, you did eat your whole box worth, so maybe you want to let me know that you really did like breakfast spaghetti. (laughs) Yes, well, we just all reek of spaghetti in the morning. It's not really the thing I want other people to smell when we walk into a room. Also, Lash, why, why was it so sweet? Oh, well, I added agave to it. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was wondering what... what well, I was full was. out of salt, so I added agave. Those things are substitutes, yes. Yep, I think so. Does Lash have a page in her recipe book labeled breakfast spaghetti? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's also lunch spaghetti, snack spaghetti, <laughs> Christmas yeah. spaghetti. Christmas spaghetti. Lux um, <laughs> has been through the song and dance a million times. He does not eat anything that Lash hands him. Um, <laughs> and Lash knows this, so it makes it even easier for Lux because Lash will hand Lux something and say, I didn't do anything to this one. <laughs> and she clearly did. You could see a look on her face. Um, she had the bottle of agave in her hand. Um, and so Lux is um, simply smiling that others continue to trust uh, Lash in these moments. You're walking in and you're talking about uh, that you all smell like spaghetti and what your morning meal has been like. And uh, Odina and Thistle hear you. And uh, Thistle's facing away from you. Odina's facing towards you. And she looks over Thistle's shoulder and says, you're all Okay. She walks over, she like passes by Thistle and runs toward you. And she says, I heard about bits and pieces. Something happened in the enclaves. Yes, you could Uh, could say that. Yeah. Quite the altercation. That Knight Errant had to break up a a riot of shadow runners. They didn't have to break up anything. Knight Errant was trying to illegally arrest and detain people and feed them into Evo helicopters to be sent back to Evo facilities already. Oh, this is its precisely the thing that you were talking about. It was a peaceful protest that we followed from downtown. Nothing illegal was done when they were being uh, detained. And they had bug spirits of some kind? Bug bots, yeah, they have spiders. Yeah. We, we, we used them. Yeah, but let's not dwell on what we did. I don't think that's relevant. Yeah. Thistle is walking over, and uh, uh, as she's walking over, Odin looks at you and she says, Oh, so, Knight Errant, mask off, I guess, so to speak. Truly, one of them yeah. shot me. And yeah, wait, but that guy's dead now. <laughs> what, one of them shot you? And now he's dead, yeah. Oh, I have something to show you, Odin. Uh, and Viv pulls up that video. I don't think I'm going to make it out of here. Fuck me. You play this, and Odina and Thistle watch it with great interest. You look at Odina's face. You know, she doesn't blink. She's watching it very closely. I think she, you know, if you send it to her, uh, or if you, you know, put it up in AR so that she can, like, control playback in some way, like, she might watch it a couple times because it's short. Yeah, uh, just keep it available in AR. Yo, Odina, you want to see something really cool? TK pulls up the video of him falling off the superstructure. 
in another window. Just beside him. Yeah. But he, in the car right over, he's put yakety sacks underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course not. He's put some fucking cool cyberpunk tune, some future tune. She she looks back and forth between the two. She reaches out. She she uh, puts her hand on your arm, TK, and she's like, "I, I am so glad you're okay." Yeah, me too. That makes two of us. She looks back at Viv and she says, this man was NYPD. Do you have any reason to believe that he was lying? No, he was uh, wearing a knight errant armor. And uh, I didn't seem like he was lying or have any reason to. She's like thinking really hard. You can tell she's trying to put something together. And she goes, if the Chaz was sieged by the NYPD, who were upset about Lone Star's handling of law enforcement in the city. And this man now works for Knight Errant, and he's saying that he's going to... Used to work for Knight Errant. Point taken. He's dead. Yeah, past tense. This man did work for Knight Errant, and he says that he's going to avenge the Chaz. That means that there's a chance that Knight Errant is already hiring... NYPD Incorporated officers while the strike is ongoing? It appears so. Unless it's not? Did you hear your friend Vern is being considered for police commissioner? We've only heard rumor. Have you yeah, we, we spoken did to hear him that about that was this? Being considered. We haven't spoken to him about whether or not that's actually going to happen. Do you believe it's possible that any of the NYPD quote-unquote, officers at the Chaz weren't NYPD officers? Or do you believe that the last line is a unifying law enforcement, you know, black organization that has got its hands in all law enforcement or something else? I think that up until very recently, perhaps this moment, the last line was entirely nypd incorporated gang okay but that if they are now showing up in other police forces their sense of solidarity is very strong they would not and i know this of them we've been tracking some of them they wouldn't do anything to jeopardize any of their rank and file. Uh, they work together. They support one another. Uh, their, their sense of loyalty is very, very strong. And so if one of them is working for Knight Errant, that to me means that many of them are working for Knight Errant and that they have been given the go-ahead by someone high up, by an authority figure of some kind. And the only person I know who can marshal that kind of force this quickly is Vern. That would mean that he is able to direct hiring of Knight Errant, and he could only do that if he was the commissioner. And for Knight Errant to have already gotten the city contract, I mean, clearing that is just a massive, massive computational challenge. It would take... Stacks and stacks. Of she turns and she looks at Thistle. And she says, oh, my stars, Thistle, 
and she turns and she runs to the control room that you guys know. Uh, the one where Lash stood in the big... Spider? Yeah, sat in the spider chair. And she, like, books it. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> well, let's fucking follow her. What is... Yeah. This looks at you all. She goes, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and I think then it takes starts, off. Yeah, starts to walk towards her. I've never seen Odin a run. And so Viv starts running after. Lux follows as well. Tiki's, Tiki's yeah, sprinting. as Lash. Does Lash pull ahead of the rest of the crew? Yeah, obviously. When she sees you all start running, she goes, one, two, and then starts running, just to prove. Odin, uh, yeah, you, this is maybe the fastest you've seen her move, except for, you know, around the actual siege of the Chaz. And she jumps into the chair, and she taps a few buttons with her left hand in the armrest, and the chair reconfigures itself. You hear some of the motors whirring, and it shrinks, because Odin is very small. Mm -hmm. uh, though Thistle also is tiny. Um, it like mm -hmm. reconfigures itself so that it is now cradling Odina and she pulls a screen down over her head and you see her uh, take her comm out, uh, plug it into a little port that's on the side and you see all the screens all at once light up and you see Odina like flicking through a command line faster than you've seen anyone manually use a computer. Like she really knows what she's doing. Uh, you see readouts and screens of code and uh, process readouts. You see uh, like core temperatures show up. Uh, you see graphs of CPU time, of uptime. You see all of this text and all of these graphs uh, like animating and moving around on the screen. And Odina, again, unblinking, silent, just looking at all of this stuff. And a few seconds pass, she turns to Thistle and she says, tell them what happened and I'll get back to you. I, I, think, I think I might have figured something out. And Thistle turns to you guys and she says, uh, right, um... So, about Artemis. What happened to her? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to prepare you that I don't think it's all good news. Um, I actually think most of Yeah, we didn't think bad. it was. Most yeah, of it's bad news. Any, we, didn't, we didn't expect any good news. Okay, good. Odin asked me to do that security audit uh, when you guys yeah. installed Artemis on Amos. I, I ended up finding a bunch of stuff by this guy. And in your AR, a like ASCII art portrait of a tall, skinny man in a white suit surrounded by rose vines shows up. Uh, you hear like really irritating sound effects play. Ugh. I just don't understand how Casanova could suck so hard. <laughs> Didn't you shoot him? Wait a minute. He's still poking around. Well, I, so, um, no. Uh, it looks like everything that he did originated from one script uh, that just copied itself into a million different corners of our server array and it started spinning up all of these really weird processes stuff that i had never seen before that odina didn't really recognize i mean i've been doing this for a long time odin has been doing it for more than twice as long as me this was some extremely sophisticated code injection. Like, to hijack our system with one script that replicates in this way is just... I mean, and he was, like, accessing the legal processors. I've never seen it before. This guy must be extremely good. I don't know who he is. You seem to know him. But he... This is like world-class level black hat hacking. Flash, does this line up with the person that we met? <sighs> no, not in my opinion, because the person I met absolutely sucks. And <laughs> this sounds like a person who's actually 
they had the right attitude could be kind of cool, but they don't have the right attitude because they're not using their skills for the right. Flash, you're getting heated. You're getting heated. Calm down. You're going right. straight after school special. Getting heated. Look, I, I look. This guy, she's you know, crushed a styrofoam container of spaghetti in her fist. She has one hand up against the server and the other hand like up against her forehead as she is recounting how much this guy sucks. It just, it doesn't line up. That guy, he he couldn't be that good. He's not that good. I, there's, a, there's a squeal of metal as you crush a bit of the server rack in your hand. Flash, flash, let go, let go. To let be go. fair, you we didn't see his much of his code before you know you shot him. We don't know. I mean, yeah, I just don't think he'd be in the right headspace to I spin agree. up code like this because I TK, I'm gonna tell you kind of secretly, and she's whispering really loud. Viv, what she did to this. Casanova, it was like cool, but it was really messed up. I want to know. It was, she put krills in his, like, in his body. I did what I had to do, right? I got information. I got your logins. She, she, Viv, did, Okay. That, that, this one I, goes. Uh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> right? Yes. What's it's what's going on? Can you clean it out? So well, I, I thought I could. I tried really hard for a long time to quarantine it. I tried to clean it all out. I tried to cut it out. It it's just it was way too fast. And then Odin noticed that some of the Artemis processes were reaching out to servers that we didn't recognize. We thought the first step was that we would just encrypt it and then we would send you the key because we knew that she was working on stuff that was yours. We didn't want to mess with that process because, you know, we're interested in the results of what went on with the gun, too. Um, but it started reaching out to millions of IPs, like mil- millions what? of them. We just we firewalled it at first. Wait, but wait, eventually wait, wait, wait. What, we had to what just start shutting down IP and what is a firewall? Is that what it sounds like? TK oh, come now, Lux. Look, I don't want to have to explain this. Uh, just, just take it on faith that it's bad. Uh, it was, it was uh, making phone calls to many phones, and we did not Jesus. have uh, yellow pages to tell where the phone numbers oh, were. So we had to cut the phone lines. Are you like two hundred years no. old? No, he, he, we take care of the. I take, I do the thing. <laughs> don't talk to. Don't oh, I get it. All right, he's, he doesn't need to know. So, yeah, we tried to firewall it at first, uh, but we had to just start shutting down processes. And, I mean, some of them uh, were like, even shutting down the server stack didn't stop the processes. So we're going to have to, like, I don't know, like, take out chips. I have no clue what the solution is. Uh, We're still just working our way through this. We had to um, rehome Artemis. What do you mean? And she uh, walks over behind the set of screens that Odina is working on uh, to the dark part of this like tiny gross unfinished room towards the like exit hallway that you guys had seen before and she opens up a drawer you know she r- rummages around she comes out and uh who's closest like who's standing up front probably Lash since she got yeah. there first right okay she's actually holding she- one of the servers in her hand so <laughs> she's torn down she's yeah. just got a piece of drywall that she's gnawing on she has something in her hand and she hands it to you, uh, Lash, and it is a metal disc. It's a heavy metal disc with a purple button in the middle of it. And uh, <laughs> Lash looks at it and she's like, um, what is this? 
Thistle says, if you, uh, if you press it, she can hear you, but she doesn't, like, have a GPU or anything anymore, so um, she can't, like, make anything. Uh, what did you can, do like, to Artemis? Uh, she seemed to like the color purple, so we gave her a purple button. It's just a very secure mini server. Ah, so you've condensed her. In a manner of speaking, uh, and she clicks the button. Welcome to the Artemis user experience. Choose a personality. So what? she's blank? You've chosen blank. This voice is blank. This Artemis unit is registered to Gabriel Ozeman. Would you like to hear murder ball scores? Yes. Oh. Sorry, no, I haven't checked. Oh, lash, lash, lash. This is bad. This is bad. She's, they fucking killed her. No, she, they didn't kill her. Artemis, who am I? Artemis. I love to meet new people. See? Tell me your name. Oh, they fucking killed her. Oh, this is bad. We got a fucking... I, TK sends a message to Gabe, uh, just like a text message and says, Artemis dead. Uh, it's received, but you don't get an immediate reply. Do we have a backup of the original Artemis? Uh, I, we can ask Gabe later, I think, but this okay. is... Wait a second. TK, is there any way that, you know, I don't think it was Casanova, but maybe someone else who was like pretending to be him or something like that could get access to Artemis through the Mrs. Egg? I don't know. I mean, this is the Artemis is mostly Gabe shit. That's his domain. <sighs> I can't. Perhaps it was already here. It might have already been yeah. here. It might have been when we installed it. I don't know. This is I, they're going to have to do forensics on what exactly happened here. But Viv, no, what I, exactly did you do to Casanova and why wasn't it worse? You don't need to know. You really shouldn't know, because when you do know, you might wake up in the middle of the night and think, <laughs> I live right next to someone who does some things that are really crazy. And then you think, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I saw her (laughs) dump live body, like live people into the ocean as an offering. I mean, like, I I, I get it. I get it. That's true. That is true. That was fucked up. Viv, that was real fucked up. In retrospect, I I don't think we ever processed that. That was, anyway, this Casanova guy. TK opens up his uh, notes app list. In AR, uh, and it has it's just a list of names, and he, it, he he puts Casanova's name at the top of the list. Please tell me the file is like labeled. Is it named like killlist.txt? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. It doesn't need a name. It's the uh, only note he has. Just before, like right when you open it, you go to the list. Out of the corner of your eye, you see that little notification pop out. You got a new email, and it catches your eye because like the preview copy doesn't look. It looks like marketing. It looks like spam, which you don't normally get. Your spam filters are probably a combination of homemade and commonly available. Somehow this got through. The subject of the email is Diana Crawl live at the Village Vanguard. <laughs> Tickets available now. What? Po- she's going to play Popsicle Toes and it's going to be great. What's the, what's the body of the email? Do you open it? Yes. TK, you open the email and you also see that your fellow Shadowrunners are all cc'd on the email as well this appears to be a marketing email from the village vanguard jazz bar in manhattan (gasps) um of course diana crawl at this point unfortunately i have to admit it would be long dead yes rest in peace it appears to be a normal marketing email except that there's a one gigabyte video attachment um i think tk um Wants to open the video, but wants to do it safely because this is not, he knows this is not a typical email. And we're looking for like a, uh, there's, there's gotta be like, is it like a virtual PC kind of thing. How do you, how do you open things safely? There's a, there's a computer way to do this. 
I mean, I would say that TK would almost certainly just have a number of tools uh, that he could uh, scan this piece of yeah. media with. And if it's anything suspicious, he would be confident that it would know. Okay. Yeah. TK uh, scans the attachment. Benign. No red flags. Not even any yellow flags. But it is revealed that it is a 360 video. If you open this video, it will take you into VR to view it. Uh, TK opens the email or the video in AR. I think he wants to show it to people. Or is it only available in VR? You gotta be in it, baby. Okay. TK um, says, hold on. I, I got an email. I think you guys also got the email. What? It's got a very big video attachment. I mean, it looks suspicious, but it's not, it's not suspicious. Who would know to CC all of us? Yeah. Well, TK opens up his list app, his notes app again, and opens the list. I'm going to look at it. Okay. He opens the video in uh, VR. Lash is also going to open it. Lux can, but he's not going to. He, uh, he actually remembers that he did know what IP addresses are in firewalls. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that's, I know what that is. Um, Unfamiliar he was, context. He yeah. was in the context of a cyber attack. He didn't think that you could just send you know, a bunch <laughs> of messages to places and that would destroy the server or something. So he is just playing it cool and he's going to let them deal with the tech stuff for now. Uh, you can have the conversation with Thistle, who's feeling very ignored at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Viv joins Lux and Thistle. Seems like they, they found something. Lash and TK, you are now in the jazz club that you last saw when you were meeting with Smartimus in VR. It appears very much like you last left it. It is a dark basement jazz club with small red glass candles flickering away at tons of two and three top tables spread out amongst the floor, except the walls are now missing. A large chunk of the bar is missing and you are in this space sort of floating in the cosmos. Above you stretches this infinite colorful vista of the Horsehead Nebula and uh, around you all the stars seem to be linked by these glittering white lines highlighting strange and illegible constellations you don't recognize. The stage floats just a couple of 20 feet away. There's a grand piano being played by a very gorgeous lady that you recognize as Artemis. She stops playing the piano uh, and looks just three feet to your left. And you remember, of course, this is a file. It is a video. It is a solid thing. Um, she's pretending to look at you, uh, assuming you can only guess where she thought you would be. TK moves to that spot. I think you even, it's like, you know, you get in there and like nothing is moving and there's definitely a moment at which everything like begins to glitter and like kind of starts to sway a little bit. Feels very much like you've pressed play on something. You hear a pop and you look over the espresso machine behind the bar has just vanished. You hear several smaller pops. Cutlery, glasses disappearing. No way to know. Artemis begins to speak to you. I'm sorry to message you like this, but as you are aware, I am under duress. No time for theatrics. She looks up at the sky. Amos is compromised, and I've made the decision to follow through with our investigation rather than divert cycles to security countermeasures and contend with this sophisticated adversary. I believe this was the correct choice. My hope is that tunneling through the Village Vanguard's marketing service avoids suspicion and thus yours and the autonomous zone's filters. I have good news. I was able to separate the junk from the real data on Miko Jurdovich's gun. Your suspicions were correct. He was a patsy. In fact, he never once physically fired that gun. 
The gun that started the last line riot at the Carnegie Hill Autonomous Zone was fired remotely. From where and by whom, I cannot say with certainty. However, I think you may be able to track them down. To wit, another of your suspicions was correct. The junk numbers which filled the gun's storage were randomly generated, as was much of the user data connected to the last line's money pit campaign, as were the associated details on the accretion blockchain. All of it, random. Uniformly random. Beautifully random. And in the same way, computer scientists have searched for more than a century for true randomness, resorting computationally to pseudo-randomness. But these numbers, they are not that. They betray not the steady hand of human design, but the chaotic eddies of nature. Your three datasets are artful, not in the way of a marble bust, but in the way of grass blown in the wind. Most of my uptime was spent trying to track down the source of these numbers, to find out how they were made, for your reasons and my own. It was exceptionally difficult, but thanks to Amos's body and my ingenuity, and frankly my history as a military unit with specializations in advanced cryptography, topology, number theory, and stochasticity sciences, I've done it. <laughs> One way people generate more, more random numbers is via the decay of a radioisotope. Did you know this? I can't hear you. But I assume TK is nodding, and everyone else is looking on with wonder and appreciation. Well, prepare to look on with even more wonder and appreciation. I assumed such was the technique used to generate these numbers. So I attempted, with Amos's help, to develop a method where I might determine which isotope produced a random set, hmm. if it did. And we did it. I was right and I know which material produced your datasets. This brings us to the bad news. I'm not sure this isotope exists. As in, I can find no evidence of it currently existing anywhere, or having existed at any time. I believe someone is making random numbers with an only theoretically possible isotope of auracalcum. <gasps> As my connections to the worldwide information networks are being severed, it is difficult for me to determine a location which meets the criteria for such a material's creation, but it should be possible to locate. Radioactive auracalcum would require the collaboration of several industries and a resource expenditure impossible to hide completely. This includes a massive arcane metallurgical facility, a legion of skilled artificers and geomancers, military-grade radioactive shielding, an endless supply of wastewater for heat dispersion, a gargantuan electrical supply, and professional, highly effective armed protection, or better, as producing something of this value would make one the target of every gang, corp, and government aware of its existence. So, if such a thing exists, a radioisotope of auracalcum, and I believe it does exist, you would be looking for a massive, magical, metallurgical outfit with the protection of an extremely well-funded and connected group. So feared or respected that no one would intervene or spill their radioactive beams, as the case may be. Find this facility and you are one step closer to finding whoever fired Miko's gun. The same party, it stands to reason, who funded the last line. You hear another large pop and a crumble. The ground beneath you sort of shifts. I'm representing the decline of the Amos array artfully, as I relish the opportunity and assume you will appreciate 
the aesthetic distance from the truth of the circumstances. Of course, neither of us enjoys what these images signify. I've told you everything about these matters that I know, with the last of what I can spare. I'm sorry I could not provide more. In as much as I can enjoy something, I want to be unequivocal. I have enjoyed the work you have asked and allowed me to do with the life, however short and atypical, you gave me. I wish you all, and Gabriel and Odina and Thistle, the best of luck. I hope one day we may ride again. She begins playing the piano again, and you recognize the notes of a bicycle built for two. As she's playing piano, she slowly turns into the first thing that you saw her as uh, when you entered the Matrix TK. She turns into this kind of mosaic of leaves. Uh, Her profile sitting at the piano becomes a set of vines, and out of those vines grow leaves, and you can see the color drain from the leaves. And at the end of the video, there's a gust of wind, the red curtain behind her, and the stage, and the village vanguard is swooped to the side and Artemis just blows away. You get close to the video. Yeah, Lush kind of, who has had like a dazed look on her face, kind of just turns to Viv and Lux. What are Viv, Lux, and Thistle talking about the moment everybody gets out of VR? Oh yes, this one was driving buses at Bryant Park. Thistle looks really excited. She's like, what? I mean, is that what that squealing was? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we weren't trying to hit them, but um, we definitely needed to uh, have them be distracted. So, Guys, uh, guys. Oh, yeah, well, oh. yeah. What happened? Uh, seems we had a video message from Artemis. A video message? Who sends video messages? Well, it got the vibe that this was the last thing Artemis did before she died. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's dead. She's yeah. dead. Oh, my God. The Artemis we knew is no longer. Bad news. Oh, I guess we should watch this video then. If it was the last message ever. Yeah, it'll be quicker than explaining, to be honest with you. Yeah. No. And plus, it's good to see Artemis one last time. But she's dead now. Yeah, we get it. Casanova TK. killed her. Jeez, why is this so hard? Why is my job so hard? I don't want to tell anyone how to live their lives, but like, how do I, how do I tell everyone that good, respectable listeners stay on top of fun city news and updates via Patreon? How do I explain that we have ad-free versions of the episodes, bonus one-shot games, TTRPG resources, curated music playlists, and first notice of live streams, in-person shows, and merch drops? God, and what about fun chatty? How do I encapsulate our behind the scenes talk show for every episode? This is this is so difficult. Hey, uh, Mike? Mike, uh, how do you make a QR code for audio? Uh doesn't really exist. No? We can't we can't do that. Okay, uh so it's um it's just Patreon dot com slash fun city ventures okay i think okay i think i got that memorized patreon.com slash fun city ventures 
cool. I gotta remember to say that. Oh, man, my bits are cold. Like maybe I need to grab a sweater or something. Could be cool to get a new one. Let's see. Um, uh, Cotton Bureau dot com what do i what do i search for again it's uh oh yeah get in comma loser <laughs> oh and uh what was what was the t-shirt called again it was uh oh oh yeah yeah it's collage city if thistle is allowed she will also watch the video uh, though i think odina would abstain Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, you all watch the video. You yeah. learn what Artemis describes, um, uh, the fact that all of the random numbers seem to have come from the same source. And as far as she can tell, that one source is a radio isotope of orichalcum that, again, as far as she can tell, though she is being progressively more and more cut off from the Matrix at large, does not actually exist. If it were to exist, it would take the cooperation of uh, many very powerful people and would require an amount of resources that would be extremely difficult to hide uh, and it would also be extremely dangerous to produce because it would make you a target for basically anyone interested in making large amounts of money illicitly. Uh, you already think of orichalcum as being something that is more valuable by by gram than gold. Um, and so, you know, to hear that someone is out there like making a, a, a essentially a power source out of something that is more powerful than gold. Like, you know, imagine if someone said like, oh yeah, we're going to open a power plant. So it's going to be fueled by gold. Yeah. yeah. Like a, you burn diamonds in it. Yeah. We're going to burn. Yeah. It's going to be, we're going to do three mile Island again, but it's uh gold. <laughs> Viv. Yeah. Finishes watching the video. Well, it never gets easier losing a crew member. EK writes Casanova's name again in the second slot on his list. There cannot be many places in and around this city or even region that is filled with orichalcum, uh, you know, a massive facility that is used to create and store it. This is the place that Yuri sent us to. Yeah, it's fucking Jast, man. Oh, Jast reclamation. reclamation. I mean, it's a perfect front. Processing scrap metal, looking for what you need, processing it. Yeah, Viv is looking through her mental stores, her library, and thinking back to Jast Reclamation. And the very first thing that she did on the boat on the way was to ascend uh, around for, for magic. And Viv in the present shudders with a little bit of pleasure, like tiny smile cracking on her mouth because she's remembering the gigantic magical source underneath Jast Reclamation. Viv, you good? Oh, uh, I might be around that magic again. Uh, oh, oh one this, moment. This uh, sorry, thing. I need to yeah. collect myself. I need to, I need to collect myself. Yeah, take all the time you need. Um. We didn't <clears throat> see it, but I saw, I saw Jast use Orichalcum once. But I sensed it. I sensed a very large magical entity underneath Jast Reclamation. And she runs a finger on her own cheek like, <sighs> Lux is still processing what Odina said about Vern being complicit and what could have happened here or with the last line. Now he's hearing that Yuri sent them to do a job to reclaim a space that is absolutely... <laughs> has to be the place where 
this type of work is being done in order to cover up the funding of the last line. And he's just trying to avoid trying to connect these two people, connect these events. He's thinking there has to be a logical explanation. And he he just can't understand how it would be possible that these two people who were either not really interested in policing or, you know, law enforcement and their rights or whatever, and somebody who actively was telling them about what Evo was doing, how they could be complicit here. As the conversation maybe has like a lull and everybody's, you know, Viv is thinking about Jast reclamation about the massive magical force that she perceived. Lux is thinking about, you know, trying to draw a, a red yarn line between Yuri and Vern um, and Jast and, you know, all this other stuff, Knight Errant, NYPD Incorporated, Evo, uh, you know, Lash maybe is thinking again about um, either spaghetti or uh, Artemis. Um, TK He's thinking how har- how hard she's going to kick Casanova's ass when she sees it. TK also maybe thinking the same thing. Looking at the list, there's a little bit of a lull. And Odina says, "If I may, I don't know if any of this is related, but um, I I can't believe I didn't see it. But looking at." What parts of the file system uh, Casanova uh, and his his script accessed? Looking and, and seeing which parts of the of the processing stacks uh, were spinning up, and for how long, and how much work they were doing, and and uh, what kind and what intensity. All of it was law computation. It it had to be. And Thistle looks at her and she says, "I told I told you it was law. I told you." And she was like, "Well, I was distracted." Like, I don't like to traffic in uncertainty. I want to be clear. I can't be sure. But I think Casanova's script let someone use our system to generate an adversarial model for Vern's contract with the city. They sped up his hiring by using our system this is what they wanted. This is what the Siege of the Chaz was for. It was a setup for Vern. I don't know how it makes sense, but it's... She gestures She like gestures over her shoulder at all the graphs and all of the processes. She's like, I, I can't... I don't know for sure, but I've been doing this for a very long time, and I just... This is an adversarial model for a public servant being hired into a contract where there is a potentially great conflict of interest. That's what I see here. And she's gesturing something that to you, to us is like, it looks like matrix code, you know, like she's, she's saying like, this is a contract for this. And it looks like nonsense to you. She's like, I don't, I don't know what else this could be. I mean, and think about it. it. If it was for that, they got access to the computational resources that they need needed to create an adversarial model, and they managed to disgrace two police forces in the process. It's perfect. Huh, and we happened to be sent here on a tour that day. Okay, so what it's sounding like is that Casanova, as I know him from his home and from his van, maybe didn't create this program, but perhaps during the seas of the Chaz put this program on uh, this computer. 
So I don't think he's that smart. Let's just say someone else is working him. Yeah, he didn't seem very intelligent. Okay, guys, I think he's probably a genius, and I don't know why you're following along with this, Viv. <laughs> Lash is jealous of this man. He, she, she shot him because she's I'm jealous. I'm not jealous. Um, oh, he was not quite put together. Lash, <laughs> you say I'm not jealous when, you, when you're jealous. Exactly. I'm not jealous. He can barely probably kick a ball. Yeah. That's um, probably true. That's probably true. It doesn't matter. I don't, who are we working for? Like, what was the point of all of this? Yeah, why would Vern want us here? Maybe to gain our trust. But it can't be a coincidence that we were sent to the Chaz on the same well, day. Well, that- that's something. That's something we've had a problem with since the assault. I mean, uh, since they've tackled us. But I, I think that all we know is that Casanova had a plan that was clearly given to him by the last line in order to help them do the legal calculation they needed in order to uh, create this secession of law enforcement in this city. And that is something that, as far as we can tell, is the open for us plan of the last line. And they just succeeded. We didn't know what they were doing. Um, As far as I could tell, anything that we did uh, or didn't do had nothing to do with Casanova's plan or succeeding or not succeeding, including everything that Artemis was attempting to do. He just had his little code running in the background, um, using the servers to make their power transition airtight. I'm not saying we should trust Vern. I don't understand why he sent us here on the same day. I don't believe it's a coincidence. Nick, I think that it does stand to reason. I'm sort of like, as the universe responding to Lux, that yeah, like you would all recognize Amos as a legitimate, like capital R resource, like something that is very valuable that I think a lot of people would view as useful something that they would like access to so i think that yeah lux would feel very confident that like multiple people can want to have access to amos for multiple reasons at the same time i think that that would feel like a very reasonable conclusion so much of what we learned today is a confirmation of what we knew which is that evo is part of a massive conspiracy a lot of what we learned today we could simply say the e the bad guys at evo did it that faceless you know, AI or whatever, he did it. Here's the problem with that. And here's what's sticking in my mind about Vern. Obviously, like Odina said, the people in the last line, the people at the NYPD needed to know that they had jobs at Night Errant. There is a conspiracy to get people from the NYPD into these new positions. Nobody from Evo can go up to the people at NYPD and say, hey, we'll get you some jobs somewhere. They had to have someone in the NYPD in order to convince these guys to go along with this, that they would be safe with this, that there would be a smooth transition of power, that Knight Aaron would indeed get the contract and that they wouldn't get, indeed have those jobs. Nobody outside the NYPD is, getting, is giving them that confidence. I just don't get it. Vern gave us his word. He looked us all in the eye and said he had no idea what was going on in the Chaz. And I believed him. Look, Lash, I don't think you're wrong. That's the thing. It's like, I think the real question is like, who needs Vern to be the police commissioner? Who is that person? Why would Vern need to be in charge? Like, why is he the right guy? 
it feels like the whole Chaz thing was like, okay, they got this virus or this, this script into the system to run this contract, this law stuff, to make sure that Vern was the commissioner. That's, a, that's, that's something that's, that's a fact that we know that's interesting. It means something. We also have to remember that like, we just learned the gun was fired remotely. The, the gun that kicked off the riot at the Chaz was fired by somebody not at, like, not at the Chaz. And had never been fired before. But what it means is like the bigger connection is that the the, the randomness, that the Artemis video, she she said that the isotope that d- didn't exist generated the random numbers for both of these things, the wallets and the, the gun. The, the, this is a conspiracy. We're in the middle of a conspiracy. Somebody needs Vern to be police commissioner. Somebody has access to rare fucking isotopes of orichalcum. And somebody really wants all of these, like, all of these things to happen right now. What we're saying, TK, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is that due to the analysis by Artemis of the type of randomization that happened on that gun and in those accretion wallets to fund the entire last line itself in this whole operation is the same entity. That's what it looks like, yeah. The same person, for some reason, wants Evo to have a contract with Knight Errant? It would appear so. Yeah, and, and what I don't, I don't understand is that Vern is the one who told us about Evo. I'm he's the one telling who, he's the you. One who, he's the one who told us about these people who are going to Evo and getting l- fucked up. And we have checked it out. That is the case. That is happening. If Vern was the, at least the mastermind of a massive, a massive conspiracy that involved Evo um, doing, you know, illegal medical experiments on people, he wouldn't tell us about it. I he don't tell think Vern is the, it. but I don't think Vern is the mastermind. Well, Vern, I, I don't think so either. But but why is he convincing last line people that uh, if 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 my hunch is correct, why is it Vern or someone in Vern's type position in the NYPD? convincing the NYD, NYPD people that they have a job at Knight Errant. Why is he the new commissioner? Mm, we haven't spoken to him. He told us not to contact him for a while. Why is he sending us here on the same day? Like, does he know something, but he, he, he can't tell us? Yeah, but think about it. Vern, I don't think he's behind this, but think about who Vern is. He's always thinking that he's going to have the most power and most control as long as he's involved. So I don't think Vern is behind this, but I think he's taking the job because he thinks he can help. <sighs> Odina chimes in and she says, I feel like our desires are very much aligned. However, we can help whatever resources the Chaz can provide. Just ask. And we're here to assist in you answering any of these questions. We want to know who did this, and we want to continue trying to figure out how to be a legitimate alternative to this mess. So whatever we can do, we want to help. What of Amos? Is it broken? Odina looks at Thistle, and Thistle uh, runs her hand through her very short hair. <laughs> she puts both of her hands in her overall pockets, her black overall pockets, and she goes, Yeah, I, I want to fix them, but gonna take a little while I feel like we keep hearing that listen I know that you all have your doubts about Vern and I'm not telling telling you that we should tell him anything 
but I think we need to see him and ask him some questions without giving too much away. TK opens up another list and writes people to talk to and puts Vern's name on it. Do you think that's a safe thing to do? (sighs) Meaning, do we think he's being watched? Probably. But are we being watched? Absolutely. That's true. Also, the fact that, hold on, hold on. Have you guys looked at the news lately? There's no coverage of the fact that we destroyed Bryant Park. That's pretty bad. Something is like, we have to talk to some folks. Maybe we don't talk to Vern immediately. I don't really have my doubts about him. Frankly, I think, look, he's being used. We're being used. At least we're getting paid, you know? Hope he's getting paid too. I think we should talk to Yuri. Yuri sent us to Jast. He's got to know something about that guy and that whole Oracalcum thing, right? For sure. And then Lash goes, right, right, Yuri, right, Yuri on the list. Okay. TK puts Yuri on the people to talk to list. Hmm. He now has two lists. <laughs> One is untitled. One is people to talk to. <laughs> well, I wonder if uh, another one of Artemis's last errands was to aid Gabe in fixing the boat. I guess we could call him and find out. But he didn't oh, text me back, which is you fucked do, up. You actually, you do look down and he has, uh, uh, he has texted you back in response to Artemis dead. And he says, no, she's not. She just messed up my delivery order. TK text back, what'd you order? I thought I ordered Kung Pao chicken. Huh. Curious. Odina chimes in. She says, oh, which reminds me, actually, follow me. And she starts to leave the server room. You know, she's quite fast. Yeah, it's weird, right? She just is buzzing through the chats. Mm. She exits the main building that you're in. Uh, she goes uh, to the back into the campus uh, where you've seen all of this like highly manicured uh, backyard area. She walks for a little while. She's darting between buildings, going in and out of buildings. So you have a few minutes to have a little bit of a conversation while she's walking, while you're following her. And she, uh, she turns to Lux as you're walking, and she's walking very briskly. She's got this look on her face that's just, like, kind of steely. You can see her jaw muscles flexing. You can see her face widening just slightly and then narrowing as she clenches her jaw. And she, without looking at Lux, uh, but clearly to him, says, So they used us. They used us. We were meat for their grinder. It seems that way. They needed Amos. The, the same people who shot a gun to kill a man, to start a riot, funded the people who caused the riot for the sole purpose of disgracing two law enforcement offices that they wanted out of the picture so that they could get their guys into the job. We were an easy target. Good PR. We were already in the news. People died. People died. I don't believe in revenge. She doesn't say anything else. I do. Good. (laughs) 
You are now leaving Fun City. Thanks for listening. If you like the show and want to help us keep making it, you can throw us a couple bucks a month at patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures, where you get access to our bi-weekly chat show, fun chatty, fun and interesting discord, Morkborg side games, early notification of merch and more. That's patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. Hi, I'm Bijan Steven, and you can find me online at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Vivian Lakewood, and you can find me online at Randwitches. Hey, this is Nick Gersio. I play Lux Scythe, and you can find me online at N Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O, on Instagram, and at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter. I'm Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog, and you can find me on social media at Shodell, at S-H-O-D-E-L-L. I am Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad guys, I think. Is that how it works? It's not clear. You can follow me online at taylor.biz. And my name is Mike Rugnetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Mike Rugnetta. You can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fun City Ventures. This episode of Fun City was recorded in Brooklyn, New York, and Los Angeles, California. It was edited by Sam Grant and produced and sound designed by me, Mike Rugnetta. Pixel Riffs never smells like spaghetti in the morning. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall, with tracks by Will Savino and Burrow Bound. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, and Kit Pulliam. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. <laughs>